Today's New Testament reading is the first epistle to Timothy, the third chapter. The saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well, with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. Deacons, likewise, must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. And let them also be tested first, then let them serve as, as deacons, if they prove themselves blameless. Their wives, likewise, must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded." faithful in all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children and their own households well. For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves, and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. I hope to come to you soon, but I am writing these things to you so that if I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of the truth. Great indeed, we confess, is the mystery of godliness. He was manifested in the flesh, vindicated by the Spirit seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's Word, we welcome Pastor Sean Danzer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Gospel is the gracious message of God's work for us in Christ. The law is God's expectation for our work, disclosing our sin and our great need for Christ's work. The Gospel predominates... It doesn't need the law to supplement it, some grace, but also some works added in. No, Christ's work of salvation is enough, totally. He satisfies what we lack, according to the law. It's a gift received by faith, a gift for us. It may be surprising, then, to see that in today's reading, God lays down some law for the sake of gospel. He gives commands and expectations for the office of the holy ministry, or we should say for the officers of that ministry. Bishops, which is to say overseers. Deacons, which is to say servants. And though St. Paul distinguishes them here, the scriptures use these words interchangeably elsewhere because the office of the ministry is not divided, but is one. Pastors are overseers of the flock of God in doctrine and life, and that work is one of service, not of lordship. 
That means also that these workers are not entitled to their office. They have this ministry by grace, not by right. Those who disgrace it by teaching or living can and must be removed from it. Some are excluded. And that's why Paul gives these instructions. All are to be warned and to take heed to themselves and to their teaching. But what is law for the pastor is gospel for the ones they serve. Or to say it plainer, they are put under orders so that you, the hearer, may receive the gift of the gospel. And that's why all of these instructions are open knowledge. They aren't given in a secret handbook just for the bishops and the deacons. No, the orders are given in your presence, even as men are called and ordained for this ministry through and by the church and by no means without her. What should you learn then from these words if you will never be a bishop or a deacon? Well, you should hear how seriously the Lord takes this task and therefore know how earnestly he wishes you to hear and believe and to be served with his gifts. And what about for the pastors, the overseers and servants who are warned and admonished and maybe even a bit rattled by such a thorough list of expectations and qualifications as we have in 1 Timothy 3? Well, for us, we have a trustworthy saying. Anyone who aspires to the office of overseer desires a noble task. Its nobility not only comes from its high expectations, as James says, not many of you should be teachers, because they will be judged more strictly. No, the nobility of this office comes from its Lord. It comes from Christ. And it comes from its work, delivering Christ's salvation to his beloved redeemed. Consider what St. Paul said elsewhere. It is not that we are sufficient of ourselves for so great a task, but our sufficiency is from God, who has made us competent ministers of the New Testament. In the Lord your labor is not in vain. See then that your labors in him are in him, and not in yourself. Paul, in all of the distracting and destructive things against which St. Paul warns, and that your trust is in him as well. For your hearers are to do the same thing not to see you watching over and serving them, but rather to see and to hear Jesus Christ with all of his gifts, because he indeed is the noble, the good shepherd. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.